Oh, man, what a day it is going to be on the stretch show at the Big 49. Mark this one down. This is going to be a spectacular show, which means it will be a spectacular podcast right after. We have got a lot to get into. There is news palooza. And uh, coming up in moments, we will dive into our moto segment of the day where we do an interview. And today, I decided to break up my flow. I'm just going to do what I want to do because this is a stretch show and I always do anyways. Uh, Cooper Webb coming up in moments. Cooper Webb making his first podium of the outdoor season. And we will talk to our friend Cooper Webb coming up in moments. And that is always awesome to see Coop on that Red Bull KTM uh, getting up on the podium. And it's especially after coming back so soon from the injury. It is cool to see. Shout out to Cooper Webb. We will get that going here in moments. Now, outside of Cooper Webb, oh, man, Manertainment's got great stories today. Uh, Rest in peace to the Iron Sheik, a WWF legend. I say WWF because that's what it was when the Sheik wrestled there. Uh, Man, it's got uh, shout-outs to our friends in uh, Hawaii. They got a big-ass volcano erupting. We want everyone to be safe out there. And a L.A. Dodgers standing up to freaking the Dodgers over the drag queen nun crap. He's calling it blasphemous and insulting. And he is telling them they should have learned from the other big companies that are getting all the woke pushback. And he anticipates it coming their way. And he's all for it. So, guy's name is Blake uh, Trinan. Not a superstar player. I hope they don't fire him. But that's your manner. I just pretty much gave you the entertainment report. You know, you have to listen to that coming up here in a minute. Uh, it is going to run. Entertainment, by the way, extends the, transcends the stretch show. Now runs till like the middle of the afternoon. Stretch show goes from 3 a.m. till noon Pacific right here on the 4-9. And then, oh man, I, 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 I don't even want to blow the, blow the story, but I will tell you this. I got a phone call from Moto Man yesterday, and I don't get phone calls from Moto Man typically. Usually you'll send me an email or a text or whatever and just say hey blah 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 whatever he needs or hey did you see this a story or something like that no i got a phone call from moto man yesterday and and moto man if you don't know is an incredibly logic based um level-headed dude he's not a crazy he's crazy in his own way but he's not crazy like stretch he's not like a dude that's gonna blow up and start punching people in the face typically and he also is uh, not like into all of my my BS. He considers it all uh, hooey fooey. All of my ghost research, all of my ghost talk, all my UFO talk in particular, and all that stuff. He's like, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, but granted, uh, we had a very long talk yesterday after this phone call, and his phone call is like, all right, this is weird. And he sent me a clip, and I'm not gonna play that clip because this story has gone so effing huge. Uh, and it is a UFO story that, at this point, is the biggest UFO story in the history of the world. And, and I can't overemphasize that enough. I can't be overdramatic on this situation. We received yesterday the biggest UFO news in the history of the world. And it's funny, after I talked to Moto and when I finally got home and started doing research onto today's show i man this story is out there and it is either the greatest misdirection ploy to make everyone who believes in ufos look like a fool or this is a a world changing story it's going to change the world this one story and we've been seeing this coming for a long time talking about disclosure 
And boy, is this a great one. And we're going to get into that right after we have that interview with Mr. Cooper Webb. And then, man, I'm stacked with just amazing stories today. And I'm going to play clips of the interview of the dude. It is a whistleblower UFO story. And I have news clips from an interview with this guy. And you are... You're either going to look at it and be like, wow, this is amazing, or this is all a bunch of crap. We'll see. But I'll tell you, Moto Man was freaked when he saw it on his super conservative news that he watches at night. He was like, Stretch, your UFO crap is on my news. Like, they don't talk about this crap. Like, this is this is weird. Like, it kind of freaked him out, I could tell, because it, it, it wasn't Fox News. It was, uh, I think, Epoch Times is what Moto Man is into. And they had a dude talking about it. And by the way... He played the clip for me, and the dude was laughing the whole time he was talking about it because it's ridiculous. And he goes, and this story's not even out there. It was breaking news at the time yesterday when when that happened, when this guy was uh, putting it out there. But he was laughing at it because it's so insane. If you are a person who thinks UFOs aren't real or ghosts aren't real, whatever it is, the moment it hits you in the head, you go into a weird denial process. Because I had this conversation with a co-worker yesterday when we were talking about ghosts. I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't believe in ghosts. They're all dumb until I saw one. And it stared me in my effing eyes and it scared the crap out of me. And I knew what it was as I was looking at it. Yet in my brain, I was like, this isn't real. This is When you're seeing something that is science fiction and it's staring you right in your eyes, it'll change your views on things, man. And... I think a lot of people are in for a rude awakening if they have thought the whole UFO thing was hooey-fooey. If this story ends up being real, it's it's really good. So we'll get into that. And we'll do that right after the, the uh, Cooper Webb interview. I got, I got a story about a Franken-penis on top of that. This crazy. This guy seems to be happy with it, though. He's like, no, I'm totally good. I like my Franken-penis. Oh, man. And then I have a story about... Uh, out of Canada that's got some weirdos. Imagine you find a dead deer on your property. You live out in a, a kind of a rural area. And you find a dead deer and you're like, oh, this is going to be cool. Let's set up a trail cam and we will see what animals come and eat it. We'll have some cool pictures. Well, they got some cool pictures, but not at all what you think. Not at all what you think. And then I'm going to throw a wet blanket onto a lot of humans who think humans are the greatest thing ever and we did this and we did that first there is some science out there you gotta believe the science <laughs> that uh animals did a lot of things before we did and i got a couple of animal stories that are pretty freaking cool and then i'm gonna do i tell you this all the time i don't care who you are politically or socially or sexually or racially i don't care who you are if you are a person I do not agree with whatsoever, if you do something that I think is awesome, I'm going to give you a, a attaboy, a big up. I'm going to be like, Dude, that is solid gold. You've heard me even say good things about, like, I don't know, uh, Democrats when they do things. I'll be like, wow, that was good. Good job. Way to go. Pat on the back, boy. Well, I'm going to do that right now uh, for the Mexican drug cartels. At least one. We're not sure which one it was, but going to give them an attaboy, going to give them a pat on the back and think we might have a job for them. Maybe if we could get them to stop murdering innocent people and slinging drugs and, you know, bringing up freaking fentanyl into America, we might be able to work with these guys. I, I like what they did here. They did good work of this situation, and we're going to talk about this. So a whole lot of fun right here on The Stretch Show today. I'm serious. You don't want to miss it. 
The UFO story in particular with clips of the interview of the whistleblower coming up here right after we talk to Mr. Cooper Webb from that Red Bull KTM team. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with the man. He rides a Red Bull KTM, and his name is Cooper Webb. And up on the podium in just the second round of the outdoor season, it is very cool to see because we did not think uh, we were going to see Cooper till maybe the midway point of the season after the injury sustained during Supercross. Then we got that surprise announcement last week, and then here you are, Coop, and it is week two, and you are back on the box. You've got to be happy with that, especially that second moto where you really put it down like a champion walk us through your day today and, and how you're feeling about this season so far yeah i'm stoked man uh that second moto was was great for me i got a good start and yeah. and ran up front and uh you know it was definitely a, a difficult track to pass on so yeah. it, it helped me though to, to kind of latch in and get to know the pace and um yeah just get my outdoor legs a little bit again uh you yeah. know i've struggled the first moto uh but we made a bike change that was better for the second one and yeah, it was just good to, to be back battling again. You yeah. know, the first one I was a distant fourth, just kind of riding around by myself. <laughs> so it's good to get a good start and, and be in the mix and be in the fight and, and get a podium. And yeah, um, yeah I'm stoked, man. I, I did not expect it to, to come this early by any means. And, you know, I still feel like I have a long ways to go. So I'm, I'm really happy with the performance today. All right, and, and how stoked were you? Can't, I can't say stoked because here you are. You and AP had an epic battle throughout this entire race today. And then you're coming around towards the end and you see AP was down. Uh, uh, that I know it's your teammate and you don't want to see him go down and you appreciate the battle. But it had to be like cool because that got you on the podium today. So that, that kind of had to be like a little bonus. Yeah, I mean, I'll take it any way I can get it. And uh, at the time, even running in third, I knew I would have gotten fourth overall. So, yeah. uh, it was a good little, you know, it's a good little bonus when you when you see the guy on the ground. It's not great, yeah. but uh, I wasn't mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> but but ser seriously, walk us through that battle because that was a really good battle. You guys were going at it. I, I know that you guys practice together and you ride together, so you're used to battling like that. Probably would be my imagination. But walk us through that. That was a 30 minute battle with you and AP today. Yeah, it was it was tough. I mean. Um, like I said, just I haven't gone that that pace yet, uh, really all season. So, yeah. kind of just learning the pace and trying not to make any mistakes. And uh, you can kind of feel when someone's catching you in certain areas and stuff, but you don't really want to change your lines. So, uh, it was a it was a good little yo-yo. I could feel him all over me. Um, he had some really good spots, and then I feel like I had some good spots and. It was definitely a difficult track to pass. So okay. um, when he, but I was happy when he got around me. I was able to stay, you know, close to him. And I think he he kind of made a charge towards Jed and and made that mistake and went down. So, um, but yeah, then it was Dylan all over me. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was good to, to be in that that situation again and, and having to use the focus and um, you know nail all your laps because it was uh, even yeah. though it was a tough track to pass, it was it was a difficult track. It could reach out and and kind of bite you so yeah. um yeah i was i was happy to to be able to you know ride outdoors like that again yeah, and very cool to see it, Coop. I know we missed you last summer when you were off for the summer. Then this year, it's great to have you back as early as we got you back for the start of the season. Uh, things are looking really, really good. I do know, though, you're still you know, getting your bike dialed in, still getting everything set up. You didn't have time with the injury to work on the bike at all. Uh, what did you do today? I know you said there was a suspension issue, or what is it that you had to change? Something with your forks uh, between the motos? Uh, we had a little bit of a fork issue in the first okay. one so um, yeah. 
just kind of an updated fork that that we had worked on this week and um we kind of went back and forth all day on it but yeah like i said we had an issue with the one in moto one so um that was mainly mainly it so yeah it was it was a better direction well coop uh, i love the direction you're going in i love seeing you up on the podium this early especially at a time where we didn't think we were even going to have you in the races uh, this early it is great to see welcome back welcome back to the fight man it's awesome uh, you and ap can't wait to see all these battles continue i know you plan on fighting up there with dylan and with uh, chase when he comes back and jet obviously it's going to be great going to be a nice long summer Best of luck to you, my friend. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. As always, we appreciate you. It is Cooper Webb right here on the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urged. Report! Rest in peace to an absolute wrestling legend, the Iron Sheik, a wrestler who played the bad guy to Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter back in the heyday of the WWF in the 80s, has passed away at the age of 81, a true icon in the game. I saw that guy many, many times as a child, live and in person, and it was always amazing. Rest in peace, Iron Sheik. A Los Angeles Dodger pitcher named Blake Trianon is coming out against the team. He is being very vocal on social media about his disapproval of them inviting the drag queen nuns out to win a Heroes Award before the Dodger game this month. In honor of Gay Pride Month, he says it is blasphemous and they are making fun of nuns and Christians and religion and he is not standing for it. This guy's really pissed off and I support him. Hopefully, they don't get rid of him because he is not a superstar our players. We are sending our well wishes to all of the Big 49 fans in Hawaii. That is because Kilauea, the volcano, home of Pele, Hawaii's volcano goddess, is currently erupting. Nothing major yet, but the U.S. Geological Survey announced that it started erupting on Wednesday just hours after an eruption watch was issued. And so far, no humans or property are in danger, but we still want to play it safe when it comes to a big-ass volcano and a tiny island. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49. It is the Stretch Show, and right now we are going to go down the rabbit hole of UFOs. And I'm going to give you what is, should be, world-changing story right now that's been out to really already. By the time I'm giving it to, this, to you, it's a Thursday morning. This story started breaking Tuesday afternoon. And then mainstream media picked it up by Wednesday. Now, here I am on it on Thursday. Moto Man found it right as it was breaking Tuesday night, sent it to me and was like, oh, my God, Stretch, this is like, you've got to see this. He's like, you're crazy UFO stuff because he's a logical dude. I, I, I am was never a UFO guy until I saw a ghost. And when I'm like, wait, ghosts aren't real. Ghosts do not exist. And then I realized, no, they do exist. I'm looking at one and it's staring at me and this is very unnerving. You become open to other possibilities. After that, I became open to the possibilities of UFOs. So I became very interested in all paranormal topics after that uh, situation. And voila, brings us to today where we have talked ad nauseum in this country about UFOs since basically the 1940s. There were some sightings over, I believe, Mount Rainier in Washington right before Roswell. And then Roswell, there has always been reports that there was a crash and they recovered an alien spaceship and dead aliens. And then 
from there on, it kind of took off, and the government intimidated people. We've heard reports of intimidating people, threatening people, of just going out of their way to cover up the talk of UFOs, that it is all shenanigans, and, you know, apparently people have gone along in the interest of national security, and, you know, the United States is the biggest demon in this in the entire world, but don't get me wrong, other, you know, world leaders, uh, Russia, have been doing the same thing. There was reports as during World War II that the Nazis were had alien technology. Like, there's been all kinds of stuff out there. And it's always been like, oh, this is funny. You guys are idiots. Put your tinfoil hats down. Well, this week, a guy came out. And remember, here's another thing to remember. The guy that is the uh, Kirkpatrick, the guy that is the leader of the new AARO, they call Arrow, which is a new thing investigating after 2017 when there was a leaked video from an actual u.s naval vessel off the coast of california and another video off the coast of uh somewhere off the east coast where there were ufos that they were being filmed by fighter jets they didn't know what they were it kind of sparked uh public interest well this dude grush uh he is not only all right, let's go over this guy. He's 36 years old. He is a former combat officer in Afghanistan who served the National Reconnaissance Office as the representative to Congress on unidentified aerial phenomenon from 2019 to 2021. This guy is a big-time dude in the government's investigation of UFOs. Remember, people in the government have been stonewalled by what they call secret layers of the government on the UFO issue. And after the 2017 videos came out and the New York Times took it seriously and wrote the article, a lot of people started looking at it like, well, wait a minute, maybe there's something here. Maybe this isn't conspiracy theory after 70 plus years. And then I gave you a story last week about the 60s when they flew over a, a nuke base and shut down the nukes. Well, this guy, Grush, on Monday, he filed a whistleblower complaint to Congress. Remember, that is something that they can do now. They want these military guys to come forward because Congress is sick of getting stonewalled by these groups and by these, you know, intergovernment dark agencies that will not cooperate with them. So they did a thing to where you can now come forward and file a whistleblower complaint and, and there will be no repercussions for you. And this dude, Grush, is a very high-level dude. And the fact that he worked on the freaking Arrow thing is amazing. He was on that committee. He worked for Arrow, a Pentagon group. He knows a lot about UFOs. Remember, we had another guy, uh, Lou Elizondo, come out of the Pentagon. And Elizondo, I've never trusted. I've always been like, he still works. Once you're in the Pentagon, it's the same thing with this guy. You're, you could be doing misinformation, misdirection, whatever. You could be doing stuff that the government wants you to help cover up or make. Imagine if this is a complete false story, this is going to throw a massive wet blanket on the UFO community and a big wah, wah, wah. But, and here's what's crazy. This guy doesn't have any evidence. He has no photos. He has no videos. He is keeping core. Remember, this guy is a military dude, and military dudes honor their commitment to our country and our commitment to national security. So in, in honor of all of that, he didn't come with anything, and there's a lot of stuff he won't talk about because he's 
respecting his commitment to the government. He's like, I want the people to know that there's stuff out there, but, but he's not trying to compromise national security. And he is interviewed. His name is David Grosh, and he claims the government has been covering up UFOs. He claims he has seen a lot of evidence of a secret crash retrieval program. Let me get into the actual interview with him. He sat down, and this is after he filed that complaint. This guy uh, sat down with a big-time journalist in the UFO community, and he did an interview, and I'm going to play a clip of that right now. This is the guy who is the whistleblower, and this is what he says. And think about this. Listen to this. Task force. Uh, the UAP task force has refused access to um, a broad crash retrieval program. When you say crash retrieval, what do you mean? Uh, these are retrieving non-human origin uh, technical vehicles. You know, wow. call it spacecraft if you will. Non-human, exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed. We have spacecraft from another species. We do. Yeah. How wow. many? Quite a number. You're kidding. No. I thought it was totally nuts, and I thought at first I was being deceived. It was a ruse. People started confiding in me. They approached me. I have plenty of current and former senior intelligence officers that came to me, many of which I knew almost my whole career, that confided in me they were a part of a program. They named the program. I've never heard of it. And they, they told me, based on their oral testimony, um, and they provided me documents and other, other proof that there was, in fact, a program that the UAP task force was uh, not read into. Grush alleges the U.S. government has recovered non-human craft for decades. He's filed a whistleblower complaint saying he gave what he calls the classified proof to Congress and the intelligence community inspector general. Wow. News Nation has confirmed David Grush's credentials and resume. We've not seen or verified the alleged proof he says he's provided to investigators. All right, and so there you go. So he says he's provided proof because they need some form of proof, but they're not giving that to the media and to the general public. And that's because this guy is a freaking soldier and a soldier is going to honor his commitment to America. But he feels it's important to come forward and that we've been being lied to. Now, later in the interview, we bring up that exact issue that we're being lied to. And remember, the guy, uh, Kirkpatrick, who he says wasn't uh, allowed the information that he was allowed to in his organization, even though he worked on the committee with Kirkpatrick out of the Pentagon currently, right now. He was on that committee, the Arrow Committee. All right, he was a member of that. Yet Kirkpatrick just came out and said, no, there's nothing to show any of this is alien life. Remember, he just said that again like a week ago. He threw a big wet freaking blanket on everything. Now, uh, if that's the case, they've been lying to us. And that is addressed in the interview right here. Everyone, the entire American public, has been lied to for decades. Yeah, there's a sophisticated uh, disinformation campaign targeting the US populace, which is extremely unethical and immoral. You are saying to the human race, for the first time, an official intelligence representative at a high level from the US government is saying publicly, we are not alone. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, wow. the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. And there you go. It goes on where he says later in the interview, and, and I'm not gonna play that, you should find this because it's it should be everywhere. Uh, they say, 
about recovering bodies and all of that stuff. And he kind of gives a, well, you know, usually when you recover a crashed aircraft, the pilots are on board. He gives a very pilot answer to that. And that's what this guy was, was a combat pilot in Afghanistan when he served in the military before he ended up moving up to Pentagon and being on this UFO committee where he says they've been lying like mofos to the United States people since the 1940s. Dude, this is the biggest story ever, ever. If what this guy says is true, we have 100% concrete evidence that aliens are out there and aliens are visiting Earth and the United States has them. Now, the funny, the story Moto Man sent me is that they were talking about uh, on the uh, uh, Epoch Times that Moto Man uh, listens to is that they were getting reverse engineering craft to make weapons, that they were all of this was used for weapons as opposed to, hey, let's make a flying saucer. They were like, let's make a weapon and see what we can do to the Russians or you know how it works. So apparently we have them. Remember, there's been a long standing theory that the triangle craft are all US reverse engineered alien spacecraft. This guy says, by the way, that they have seized landed UFOs too in this report. This is an amazing report, but just search it in and you will see everything that this guy says. And it is fascinating, fascinating. Uh, David Grush, and he is a guy from Arrow, which is a Pentagon intelligence uh, organization that that guy Kirkpatrick is the boss of, where they are investigating UFOs and all of the unidentified. And what's funny is Kirkpatrick said something uh, which I believe was only 2% of all of these are anything that can't be explained. Yeah, this guy's uh, in his role with the U.S. defense establishment. He says he was trusted with some of the government's most intimate secrets. And basically they've been lying and being very unethical with the American people. He says they are retrieving non-human origin technical vehicles. Call it spacecraft, if you, if you will non-human exotic origin vehicles that have either landed or crashed that the United States government has, according to him. And he says he's presented that evidence to Congress in the whistleblower uh, complaint, and it did not take long for the Pentagon to come out and disavow everything this guy said, and they are going to continue. They're not going to be like, all right, you got us. Sure, we got some stuff. No, they're going to lie till they die. And this guy is the biggest blow they have ever seen. I don't know how he's not dead. Like, how did they not take him out? Because my understanding is on this topic, they will kill you. The government will take you out. So he's been talking about it, and this is a huge story. I suggest you look into it, Google it. And he is insane. The story technically broke with a journalist named Leslie Keene on Monday morning. And she's a big mainstream journalist that has really been into the UFO topics since 2017 when the New York Times blew up that article. Yeah. She said she's had skeptics question her reporting before and it's nothing new for them to do it now, but this is the biggest thing that's ever happened in the UFO world. Now, Arrow says they are committed to following the data and its investigation to wherever it leads, yet they've been lying to us like mofos and Arrow's historical review of records and testimonies is due in Congress June 2024. So we're a year away from that. 
And they said they welcome the opportunity to speak with a former or current employee or contractor who believes they have any information relevant to this historical review. Yeah, suck it, you lying bastards. It's an amazing, amazing story, and it's it should get bigger. We'll see if anybody takes off with it. Like I said, that the guy Motoman said he was laughing as he talked about it because he thought it was so insane. But it's not insane. It's apparently effing real. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Here's the great thing about having a worldwide radio station like the Big 49. We could tell you stories like this. Our friend Dean Wilson, who's going over to race the World Supercross this summer, is going to do a little freelancing out on the side when he gets home to the UK. You can look for Dino doing riding lessons in Scotland and Ireland this summer. I know the first one's going to be July 5th at Drumclog MX. After that, he's heading over to Ireland for another one. If you're interested in these, they cost 200 pounds, and you can reach Dino at 15mxschools at gmail.com if you want to get your Euro ride on with Mr. Dean Wilson. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Ah, oh, here we go. I feel like a sex machine. I'll tell you that. You know what you need to be a sex machine? Uh, working sexual organs is what you need. I'm going to take you down a road right now. But consider this story not only a cringeworthy story that Stretch likes to tell you that'll make uh, uh, any male listeners uh, want to just grab their crotch in discomfort. You know that. You hear that story about someone just getting blasted in the nuts or getting a nut blown off, and you like just you instinctively grab your, like, cover yours, like, uh oh, I'm going to protect my junk. I gotta protect my stuff, my family jewels. Well, this story is about protecting your family jewels, and each and every one of you should take heed. I got a guy, he's married, he's 36 years old. He looked down, he had a weird patch. Look, he said he thought it was a pimple on his penis. A pimple on his penis. And he's like, well, that's weird. And he started thinking, well, maybe I got me some uh, STD. But the only problem is, he's married. He's been married for a long time. I'm sorry, he's 48 years old. And then he's like, well, I could have got it from a toilet seat, because that is true, too. Your pecker touches the top of a toilet seat, and it's diseased. You could get herpes or any form of STD straight off a toilet seat. You don't have to be an unfaithful scumbag to end up getting an STI. Well, he said that the little pimple then became a patch of itchy, oozing skin. That sounds gross, doesn't it? So he's like, all right, I got to go to the clinic. I must have got an STD from a toilet seat. Like, this is going to be hard to explain to my wife that I got an STD and I'm not a cheating scumbag. Well, he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, I got good news. You don't have an STI. He's like, oh, thank God. He's like, yeah, you got cancer. A very rare penile cancer. He says previously, this guy had a, a, a foreskin issue. He was an unsnip mofo. Yeah, a carrot dick mofo running around. Uh, uh, an elephant. He is an aardvark, whatever you want to call him. He was uncircumcised. And he had to have a surgery because the foreskin was too tight, a condition called phimosis, and he underwent a circumcision in 2020. Say growth was removed and a biopsy was taken before he received a chemo cream to apply on the area. So he knew he had something going on down there already. And... He's like, oh, no, maybe that's back. Well, yeah, it's back, and it was a gnarly penis cancer. They say that it spreads rapidly. So they immediately got this guy in, and he now says he doesn't know if he should call his penis uh, Leatherface or Frankenstein because 
There's pictures of it in this article, by the way. It is a massive ball bandage with blood all over it. I'm guessing right after the surgery, all shaved down. And uh, then there's a picture of his actual penis that is stitched the F up with stitches everywhere as they cut out the cancer. Oh, I just grabbed my junk. Could you tell? Because you might have done that too. Might have been in unison. Yeah, the stitches in the penis will make you grab your junk. He said his wife's very upset, but he's quite blasé about it. He said they were really concerned because he is under 50 years old and the fact that he might have penile cancer. It could have spread to his lymph nodes and now he's anxiously awaiting the testing of his Franken-penis to see if the cancer has spread to his body. But uh, he says the reason he's come forward and he's let them take pictures of his freaking junk. And he says is a public service announcement. He says, if you are out there and you see something that doesn't look right, go get it checked out. And if you don't like what the doctor tells you, go to another doctor, get it checked out again. But it can save your life. Early detection is the key in any form of cancer. So... A rare form of penile cancer. That is brutal, brutal, brutal. Uh, Hopefully this guy recovers and makes a full recovery. But if you've got something, and that's the thing too. You're like, oh crap, I got an STD. Like, how am I going to tell my wife? You're freaked out about it. Oh, it'll go away. Uh, So he finally goes to the doctor and he realizes it's not an STD. It's cancer. All right, coming up next, the amazing stories keep coming today. I'm going to go to Canada. And we are going to talk about a family that found a dead deer on their property, set up a trail cam so they could get wildlife, you know, eating the dead deer. It is the circle of life. They wanted to see how it happened and get some cool pictures, and they got more than they bargained for. And we will talk about this uh, coming up. Canada, I didn't think you guys had weirdos like America. This is a Florida-style story right here, Canada. Talk about it next on the Big Four Nine. The Big 49 Moto Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Late Tuesday afternoon, really bad news started circulating online, and there wasn't a lot of details out there other than a rider had been killed out at the sleigh grounds. The sleigh grounds is the training facility for Mr. Axel Hodges. A lot of people on the internet were suggesting it was Axel who had died in a training practice session out at his course, but that is not the case. However, it is not any better because someone has lost their lives. This was BMX star Pat Casey. This guy was married. He had two little kids. He was 29 years old, a legend of the X Games, a guy that had invented a whole lot of tricks on a bicycle, was out there riding a dirt bike. He performed a stunt. The bike landed on him, and people, they say, on the ground performed CPR until emergency crews arrived, and they continued to perform CPR, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Rest in peace, Pat Casey. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show on a Thursday morning, getting ready for another round of Motocross Colorado this weekend. A little earlier on the start time and Big 49, I believe we are starting our coverage at a 11 a.m. Because noon our time is when the gate drops for the first moto of the 250s. Get ready getting earlier then after that the race is going to start at 10 a.m and it's it's going to get worse for us here on the west coast motocross season's really bad because of the early starts on the east coast for us west coasters all right let's get into 
a crazy story out of Canada, Powell River, Canada. A lady named Miss Stanhope was out walking on her property and they found a dead deer. And they got little kids and they're like, oh, this will be a cool learning experience. Here's what we're going to do. Let's go get the trail cam out and we'll put it up in a tree and we'll come back after a couple days and we'll take the trail cam down and we'll see what came up and ate the deer. And they're like, awesome. Like, that sounds cool to me. Like, I'd like to see those pictures. And sure enough, it did not disappoint. Immediately, when they downloaded the photos, uh, they got a bobcat out there eating on the deer. There were just other animals coming up, scavenger animals coming up, eating the dead deer that was on the ground. But what they were not prepared for at all was one night, trail cam was up. They say very shortly after dark, two mostly naked females came running up gathered around the deer and then are seen grabbing a leg and pulling it up and putting the hoof in their mouth and it looks like they're trying to eat the dead deer but I don't know who would eat a hoof and now the people are freaked out they're like this is like some witch stuff also the fact that it's like two minutes from their front door where this happened the people get freaked out the lady now in hindsight you know they live up in the, in the country they go for rides and that is a trail they walk down or ride their horses down she says in that area that freaking horses always freak out so now she's thinking holy crap these are like satanic devil worshipers or freaking witches or something crazy and why are they mostly naked one only has on a g-string and what's weird is they're also wearing wigs so there's wigs you can tell they're wearing wigs but they have no tops on. One's just in her underwear and shoes. The other one's got pants on and shoes. And they're gnawing on a dead, rotten deer. And this people, these people are freaked. They're like, well, we should call the police. But then they're like, they didn't do anything illegal. It's not illegal to walk around in the woods with your hooters out uh, eating on a dead deer. It's a little gross and probably not the most sanitary thing, but it is not illegal. That now they're trying to think, as you sit back and ponder everything going on in this video, are these devil-worshipping witches, or is this someone who was also walking on the trail? They saw the video, and they decided, oh, they saw the camera. They go, let's freak out whoever put this camera up and come back and do some weird crap here at night. And they did. Now, the other point of that being really bad, we're in Canada. Canada's got bears and everything else, and... I don't know if I want to walk into the woods to play a prank back in the darkness of the woods to freak out someone's trail camera and maybe get eaten by a wild-ass animal out there. And there's, you know, cougars, bobcats, wolves. There's all that stuff there, too. So kind of risky to play a prank, but it's freaking weird. The video's weird. And there are these two women, and they're crouched down caveman style, and it looks like they're gnawing on a dead deer. And they do not know what it is or why it is or any of that, but it's... It's bizarre, man. It's, it's something you would be like, if I told you, hey, this is my What the Florida story today, you'd be like, oh, you know, Florida, it's a Tuesday. But in Canada, we're not expecting crazy devil-worshipping freaks. No, they're not got nice, kind, wonderful people in Canada. I love the Canadians. All right, let's get into, uh, you know what? Let's get into a replay of the interview from yesterday with Mr. Dylan Ferrandez, star racing Yamaha. And then after that, I'm going to tell you if you thought humans were the top of the food chain the most superior animal to ever roam this great planet 
I would say, well, you're probably right, but at the same time, there's some stuff now that you're wrong about, too. And we'll get into that. Some scientific discoveries coming up that'll blow your mind. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. It is almost a weekend, and the Pro Motocross Championship Series is headed, well, an hour out of the West Coast time zone in Colorado, which means it is headed to an hour earlier start. The TV coverage on the Peacock, which, by the way, has been amazing so far this season, will begin at 12 noon Pacific time for the gate drop of the 250 Moto 1. This means the coverage on Big 49 will start at 11 a.m. Pacific time and will probably go until the 450 Moto 2 wraps up around 4.30 p.m. for us West Coasters. Now get ready, West Coasters, because the schedule is only going to suck from here switching to a 10 a.m. gate drop at High Point the following weekend. That, my friends, is not going to be a solid gold time for us here at the Big 49. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, man. Time to drop a bomb up on that ass. It is the Stretch Show. Let's go back into some recent discoveries by scientists that are going back, I don't know, well, one of these stories goes back 40 million years ago. Evolutionary biologists, I don't know how they can prove this, have traced the origins of masturbation. It does not go to Moto Man's living room. No, it does not. The origins of masturbation go back to primates 40 million years ago before man ever walked the earth. They say self-pleasuring served as an evolutionary purpose amongst these uh, primates, it protected men against sexually transmitted diseases, and it boosted their fertility. And then they say female masturbation uh, produced, uh, produces libido boost and soothes period cramps. The study found primates masturbated more than any other animal in the animal kingdom, and it's an older practice than previously believed. I don't know if they got cameras back 40 million years ago or how you could prove monkeys were beaten off, but apparently they were a bunch of wankers. Another great story that I have found here, besides that monkeys were wanking 40 million years ago, is that scientists have discovered, this one's really cool. There is a early uh, primate, pre-human, pre-Neanderthal. So it was the, if you're following evolution, and you're looking at evolution as the correct form, it was the breed where they, they were primates that looked like chimpanzees, basically, but they were a little more human, and they walked around. Their face looked a lot like a chimpanzee, and they had a brain about the same size as a chimpanzee, and they were believed to be like, you know, so if Neanderthal was a caveman, this is the pre-caveman, and they were thought to be, you know, dumb because they had a brain the size of a chimpanzee. A chimpanzee's not dumb, but it's no human doesn't have a big brain but here's what they have recently found and this is amazing they're in africa they're doing excavations and they find an area where this uh primate lived and now they have found what basically was a cave that was a graveyard and it gets better so not only is this now the first animal this is back about two hundred and fifty thousand years ago that they estimate this took place. And these things had, uh, they would bury their dead, but then they would put like 
uh, a headstone on it. So that it, where they would bury it in the wall, then there would be carvings over the top of it. And the carvings were very crude symbols, but they were like X's, crosses, uh, triangles, that kind of stuff. They don't know if, if it was a language, if it meant something, but the fact that they were putting those above burial sites is incredibly not primitive. And that they had a place where they buried their dead and they're excavating this area and they are learning a lot about it. It is pretty freaking impressive, to be honest with you. Yeah, basically had monkeys that were burying their dead and putting headstones on them with some type of marker on the headstone. Or, but they didn't, it wasn't an actual stone like we have now. You wouldn't put it out there with carving. It, it was in a cave, so they would put it in there, bury it, and then above where the body was buried, they would scratch in the symbols. That's pretty impressive. So there you go. That just proves that uh, the staff of the Big 49 may be capable of burying a dead body and putting a, a grave marker on it. That's good news. They're not as big idiots as I thought they were, myself included. There you go. Coming up next, I got some more Jurassic Park stuff. I got dinosaur stuff happening. A theory from Jurassic Park has been proven true. It's crazy. This is crazy. We had a virgin alligator basically have a baby. Yeah. Immaculate conception of a gator. It's insane, but it happened. It's real. We'll talk about this next. It's the Big 49. The Big 49 Moto Minute Brought to you by LBZ Last week we saw Ty Masterpool make the move from the stacked 250 class to the wide open 450 class And he went from 18th overall in the 250s to finishing 6th overall on the 450s uh, This week Garrett Marchbank says, you know what, I'm going to do the same thing So he is jumping on his muck off Yamaha and he is moving from the 250s to the 450s. We'll see how he does. Last week, it was a 20th overall finish at Hangtown. And we'll see how it goes for him when we get to Colorado. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a Stretch show. And this one is another range crack. I'm telling you, we got a lot of crazy stuff. A lot of stuff that I didn't know before this show today as I started getting into it and getting prepped up like the U.S. government has a crap load of UFOs that they have confiscated and dead aliens. And it's on the record by an, an official high-level government agency dude. Talked about that earlier. Talked about basically a chimpanzee a quarter million years ago that was burying their dead and marking the graves with writing. And then we talked about... Uh, they were wanking 40 million years ago. Masturbation was around way before Moto Man. Now let's get into this. this okay, there's a scene in the movie Jurassic Park where uh, Jeff Goldblum, Dr. Ian Malcolm, and they say, well, if they were to make the dinosaurs, they would technically all end up being females. There'd be no males, and they would never be able to reproduce, to which he says life would will not be contained. Like, they would find a way. And that was 30 years ago. And now in Costa Rica, they that's happened. It's not a dinosaur, but they have a female crocodile. It's not an alligator, I'm sorry. It is a crocodile. And it has been in captivity for 16 years alone in an enclosure. And now we get that crocodiles are 
freaking reptiles and they lay eggs. They don't give birth. But the caretakers at this facility where this crocodile has lived its entire life with no other crocodile, they noticed it was laying eggs. Now, chickens lay eggs all the time that aren't fertilized, and we eat those. They're delicious. We have them in our kitchens. But they also can put them with a rooster, and they'll be fertilized, and then you have a baby chicks. They sit on the egg. But a laying hen will just lay eggs that are not fertilized all the time. Those eggs would never hatch. And reptiles would do the same thing. Well, this thing they noticed was protecting eggs. And they're like, this is a weird behavior for a lone female crocodile in this enclosure. Like, it's laying eggs and acting like it's protecting its eggs. But then again, there's a lot of, you know, instinct that goes with your nature. Like, the animal won't even know what it's doing. It would just instinctively protect its eggs. Well, they, uh, no. They say there has been theories that there is snakes, lizards, and even turkeys that have had non-sexual reproduction. And they believe the ability was inherited from a common ancestor shared by reptiles and birds dating back 265 million years. Man, we're going down the old time tunnel a lot on the show today. But we're going back 265 million years. They're saying there was animals that could basically reproduce without uh, sex between a male and a female of the species. You know what that means? That means the drag queens at Dodger Stadium are going to have babies. That's what that means. No, that's not what that means. That's that's a joke. I'm sorry if that offended you, Moto Man. Uh, Right now, let me tell you, this damn crocodile gave birth to a baby. It had a baby. The baby hatched. When they got over there, the eggs had... there, There were eggs, and there were a few that were fertilized eggs, even though there was no other crocodile around. And there was one that actually hatched. Of course, they took its baby away from it. The uh, tiny crocodile did not survive. It ended up dying. So, of course, they freaking autopsied the hell out of it. And they found out this tiny crocodile had a 99.9% genetic match with its mother. So it's basically a clone. That damn crocodile cloned itself. It had an egg set on the egg, the egg hatched, and it was a clone of itself, a 99.9% genetic match. No father involved at all in the conception. So they don't know how this occurs or why this occurs, but scientists are baffled by it. It happened just recently down in Costa Rica. And it is something that they have theorized on, but pretty rare to actually see it happen. So crazy times, man, crazy times. You just reproduce yourself. It's going to happen. Women or men who think they're women may just be able to think about it and reproduce themselves. Be clone yourselves. Maybe we're all basically, or at least the females of our of all species, are basically just 3D printers. That's what they are. It's going to print, print, and reprint themselves. It's crazy. Typically, there's a male that needs to put the ink in the cartridge before it can reprint itself. But in this situation, that was not possible. That didn't happen. Crazy! This is a crazy day. We got aliens uh, genetically reproducing alligators. We got masturbating monkeys and monkeys that buried their dead. It's, we're learning everything on this show. Get your penis checked. You can get an STD from a toilet seat. What haven't you learned on the stretch show today? My God, I'm amazing. You're welcome. Excellence in broadcasting. Rush Limbaugh had nothing on me. 
It's the MiG-49. Oh my lord, I, I ran out of time. I have another excellent story I gotta tell you about. Told you how I was going to applaud the uh, cartels down in Mexico, at least one in particular, I'm not sure who did this. But I, I, we might have a job for them if they could just stop slanging really bad drugs and smuggling them into our country to kill our uh, American populace, it would be a good thing. I have a job for them, we could deploy them globally. Here's what we got. In Mexico, there was a report of human remains found in 45 trash bags. 45 trash bags. It ended up being seven workers from a metropolitan area of Guadalajara that disappeared sometime around May 20th. Seven people. And they've been looking for them. They're like, man, these people all just disappeared. Well, they found out what it was. And I find this hysterical. Yes, seven people were brutally murdered and I'm laughing at it. I'm a sick and twisted man, you may say. The human remains found in the 45 different trash bags discovered in the suburb of Guadalajara belonged to seven people that worked at a call center. And, oh yeah, they were scam artists. So let's just theorize here. You're scammers. You're telephone scumbags that steal money from people. They say it was a real estate scam. I got a feeling they called the wrong number. I got a feeling they called the drug cartel man and he said, you know what? I'm tired of living a life of crime. I want to be legit. This sounds like a really great deal. Let me send you some money. Or when they called, they just are, you know, humans like the rest of us to some degree, these cartel people. And they realize, you know what, you scumbag? Where are you? I'm going to find you. And when I find you, I'm going to kill you. And they did. They killed everybody at the call center. They killed them and dismembered them and spread their remains all around Guadalajara. Yeah. The initial investigation suggests that workers might have been involved in some type of real estate fraud. Next thing you know, everybody there at the freaking place is gone. Gone and dead and found in little pieces and bags. Then it goes into how many other people they kill who probably were not working at a fraudulent phone scam service. Say about 1,500 bodies found in Jalisco alone since 2018, which is gnarly. All right, I'm getting out of here. I'll be back tomorrow for the Friday Spectacular and big news. Until then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.